0: it well, it's time for Trucking Trends. Tim Ashoff with Creighton Schaefer is with us. Good morning, Tim. Good
1: morning, Dave. Hope you had a great Labor Day weekend.
0: Well, thank you very much. We did. Uh, business as usual, in a sense, around here. Although, uh, even though we were on the air yesterday, we. We didn't talk about hours of service or ELDs or even sleep apnea. (laughs) We just kind of took the holiday on the road. Um, You know, you and I were talking very briefly during the news break there about uh, how you're trying to pin the tail on the donkey in terms of this uh, storm. Because you have regular commodity service, regular haulage coming in and out of the the. Atlantic seaboard now, Florida, but then you also have the um, the on hold uh, ideas of um, all of the uh, emergency relief that's going to have to come in or not, or oh, and you don't know to what degree. It's it's really, uh, really a really a hard thing to to mm-hmm. to uh, keep track of this stuff, isn't it?
1: It is, you know, and we we work with the, both our, our customers and the, and their receivers as well as uh, you know the the emergency authorities out there. And you know, last Friday, certainly we were we were making the best laid plans as possible that we could. And and you know, we were thinking this morning that that the Dorian was going to be coming up the center of Florida. Now we're certainly happy it isn't. Uh, but certainly now, are adjusting those plans. Have been adjusting them over the weekend, and and uh, you know it becomes a real challenge. Uh, now there's some uh, the shippers that are probably saying, "Well, you could be hauling freight out of Tampa today. We weren't expecting you to, so now we have some loads, but we don't have trucks in there uh, because obviously we didn't want to send them into that that danger zone." And, and so it's a constant um, moving moving chessboard here that we have to continue to play the pieces and and see what Dorian's strategy is here and and counteract that as much as we can.
0: Yeah, we're not here to uh, to um, ruminate about the weather so much as we are other factors of freight uh, shipments and the uh, the uh, the charting of freights, you know, up and down. But weather is certainly part of that. And when you and I have talked about weather being um, not just in the not just a blip on the radar, but it has lasting effect even long after the weather has has uh, dissipated and things have kind of gone back to normal. But after these major storms, it takes a while for things to go back to normal. And you guys up there in your part of the country know that better than anybody. I mean, they still got flooding going on from months ago.
1: We do, and and still the you know the after effects of of even after the water goes down on some of the road repairs and other infrastructure repairs are still going on. And so certainly whenever I hear about something you know, like Dorian impacting the coast uh, down there in the Atlantic, you know I, I feel for them because I know it's not going to be something that's in and out of there in a week. It's it's lasting effects that that really people in the rest of the country don't hear about so much, but certainly those in the area are feeling those for months.
0: Yeah, for sure. You know, it kind of all reminds me, and I know you know this quote, and you probably uh, live by this quote when uh, then uh, Supreme Commander General Eisenhower before D-Day said, in war, plans are useless, but planning is essential.
1: Uh, that's exactly right, and I think that that's what I said at the beginning here. It's kind of how we felt uh, coming into this storm. Uh, we knew we had to plan, but you know, we can't control the enemy here in Dorian, so we have to adjust.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, as I mentioned uh, a little bit earlier, just as the, uh, the frontispiece of our discussion here this morning, the freight market has been a bit unpredictable in 2019. Weather has played into some of that, especially last year. Uh, But things seem to be picking up now after the slow start to the year. Um, And um, you're here on Trucking Trends this morning to kind of talk about what you're seeing when it comes to freight. Several factors have contributed to the freight slowdown um, late spring, early summer. Uh, Can you give us a, a little bit of an insight into what you have seen in the last couple of months?
1: You know, we've seen things be really strong, actually, the last couple of months. In fact, you know, just finishing up in August, our our miles for our drivers uh, uh, were up overall compared to August last year, and it was one of our best total miles months um, this year. Um, so that that was good to see. I think uh, what we had seen earlier in this year is, is you know, overall we feel, and talking uh, out there, that, that freight has still remained strong. Uh, it's just the timing of it this year has been different. Uh, some of it's been weather. Some of it's been tariffs. And then certainly we've seen our customers adapt uh, on how they're getting their their freight moved somewhat, but you know we're pretty optimistic about where freight is now. Um, it, it's a little different than it had been. I, I think you know we hear about spot market rates and uh, how those are so different than last year uh i just think again the the freight is there it's just moving differently shippers uh, couldn't afford to be on the spot market uh two years in a row like they were last year and pay those rates so um overall we're we're pretty optimistic going into this fall season
0: you've uh, and, and i I've, and i've just been hearing um about some new uh surveying studies that are saying that Um, the consumer now is starting to express a little negativity, uh, about the economy overall. So certainly it's all about the customer, right? Uh, you've been meeting with some of your customers. Now your customers aren't consumers, but your customers serve consumers. Um, and you've been meeting with your customers recently. What are they telling you about their outlook on the economy? And then how is that going to um, move into uh, what that means for the trucking industry at large?
1: You know, I've been uh, very pleased with my meetings. In the last uh, two weeks, I've been at two very large um, nationwide uh, retailers, and both of them have been very optimistic uh, about the consumer. Um, They're looking forward to a strong fall season and then uh, holiday season, peak season, as we get into uh, November and December. They are saying that they're already seeing um, sales on the on the upper side of of what they're expecting. Um, they 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 don't uh, I guess uh, res- what they're telling us doesn't resonate with uh, what what those studies uh, are showing because they're they're very very optimistic. Uh, much of the product, uh, some of these uh, you know cons- uh, retailers obviously get product from China. We hear about a lot about the tariffs and and the impact that'll have. Both of them had told uh, uh, me that, to the extent that they have a product that they're selling from China, all of that is already in the mainland here. Um, they pulled that ahead, so they're not going to see an impact on that for the for the fall season, the peak season. So consumers won't see higher prices uh, because of that uh, this year, at least with those two major retailers. And my my guess is is that most retailers have done what they are are doing to the extent they can and, and helping smooth out any tariff effect. Got
0: it. Got it. We're going to take a real quick break right here, and we're going to kind of zero in on you guys. We don't do that uh, very often, Um, and I know you'd rather keep it to wide scale, but let's talk about Crete as a family-owned company and if that affects how you approach fluctuations in the freight market, Um, and then if it does, uh, how? We'll be right back. Tim Ashoff is with us on this edition of Trucking Trends. Tim Ashoff, the... um, the numbers that come out of CVSA for f- whether f- it's fair or not, all we can get is a snapshot. When we, you know when we see uh, diesel fuel prices every week from the EIA, that's just a snapshot. Five minutes later, those numbers can change dramatically. It's just what what's there at the moment, and that's the, kind of the best we can do. But uh, Roadcheck, since the late 80s now, has become sort of the go-to uh, accounting of how safe trucking is some people will look at one number and take a, a negative view of that number others will take a, a positive view um we're not talking about that here this morning but you guys always do very well when it comes to uh, the inspections
1: but we do i mean that's that's an everyday thing for us i think we really use that that road check coming up as a reminder as much as anything you know i'm sure we've uh, are accurately and thoroughly doing our pms that our drivers are doing their pre trap inspections and that we're you know resolving any uh, issues there may be um, immediately and so it's just really more a good reminder for us than anything we get too concerned about because that is kind of an everyday practice for us
0: Indeed. Um, well, uh, let's get back to our uh, speaking of numbers here. I guess we're always talking about numbers of some, of some form or fashion. Uh, Crete is a uh, family-owned company. Uh, does that affect the way you approach fluctuations in the market as opposed to being publicly traded?
1: You know, it It really does. You know, our goal of being family-owned and our family really wants us to uh, be in this for the long run. And so we, we decades ago, started saying, hey, how can we just be more steady and consistent than deal with the fluctuations in the market? And so what that meant is years ago, we just um, uh, made our business model one that we, we don't broker out any freight and we don't haul any brokered freight. And, and certainly there are times where, uh, that could be beneficial. You know, last year when the spot market rates, the brokered rates were um, going up very, very high, we we could have taken some of those loads and, and made more money. But we stick with our consistent contracted long-term customers so that when that cycle turns, as it did this year, you know, we have that consistent freight. So, um, you, you know, we, we may not get as much rate as we could, but we uh, get consistent freight um, year-round, year after year. And and that's really what we're looking for. And in the end, that's that's what we think is the most beneficial for drivers as well, more of that consistency year after year. So, uh, you know, as others may be challenged, and we hear now even out there that there are companies that are having hard times unfortunately I I always it's never good for anyone um, even as a competitor when I hear that a a company closes its doors um, abruptly because you know there there are hundreds of drivers impacted and families impacted so that's nothing we wish upon anyone but we we see that happening and that always reminds me how fortunate we are to take the long view and and uh, not be playing that spark market so much but say hey what's the best consistent way to have freight year after year
0: A couple weeks ago, Tim, um, you were with us up there at, um, up there. I guess Dallas, as far as we're concerned, is up there. It's pretty far (laughs) down there from where you are. But uh, at GATS, you got a chance to uh, talk to a lot of drivers, including your own drivers. And you've also had the opportunity to meet with uh, your drivers at some of your terminals recently. In fact, uh, you were kind of doing that, and GATS was part of that tour, if you will. Uh, What are they telling you their main concerns are right now? And what are you telling your own drivers about the outlook for the rest of uh, 2019?
1: Well, obviously, freight levels are, are a big concern because we know that's, that's you know, the driver's income. And so there are a lot of questions about that. And, you know, I, I think they're a little bit um, somewhat puzzled in some ways like, like uh, we are, too, at times. Yeah, we hear a lot about the spot market going up and down, and, and we hear even on, on the broader news that, hey, it looks like we might be going into a recession. But, you know, th- they view – they have a different view sometimes that are out there like, geez, as much as much traffic as there is, as many cars that are on the highways – Certainly, people are out spending money. They're out, um, you know, driving. They're going on vacations. Uh, the economy looks good to them. Freight's been strong, um, f- relatively for us. So uh, they're feeling good. So a lot of questions that I get is, you know, are we really leading into a recession or not? And and as we mentioned a little bit ago, that's part of the reason why. I go around and and talk to our customers and and they're all pretty optimistic as well so um, you know they'd like for me to look in the crystal ball and tell them what it's going to be exactly like in three, six, and nine months. Hard for me to do that but I, I try to share the information we have so that's something we've been talking a lot about. And then the other thing is is obviously it's been the hot topic now is is some of the hours of service and, and what impact that will have. Of course everyone has the conversion if you're on AOBRDs to ELDs uh, coming up um, here in December. So there's there's discussion about that and how that will impact their lives as well. So uh, I would say the the freight, the overall economy, and then any hours of service related matters are still the hot topic.
0: You know, it's interesting. I, I I don't mean to, but I'm I'm going to uh, kind of double back a little bit to um, the CVSa uh, road check. Um, hours of service were the number one violation. Uh, out of the uh, out of the drivers who were put out of service, 37 percent had hours of service violations of uh, about uh, almost 1,200 drivers. Uh, and everybody is on some kind of an electronic thing and there are some exceptions but those numbers don't really add up so um, it's a little puzzling as to how that, that can be the case uh, the, the general consensus the conventional wisdom was that electronic logging was going to um, basically negate hours of service problems is that puzzling
1: you? Yeah, I mean- You know, that is interesting, and I've seen some of that, and I've heard some, you know, it would be interesting to to see what your next guest has to comment on this. But, you know, I've heard some talk out there in the industry, too, that just because, you know, we're on electronic logs doesn't mean that drivers are following them and, you know, sort of waiting, well, I'll see if I I get caught. Um, I think that's obviously very dangerous. It's not safe. But certainly, um, you know, companies um, have a responsibility to ensure compliance as well. So I would hope that, you know, drivers that are with uh, companies um, certainly like us, but even other companies, they're watching that and, and they're enforcing that compliance. Um, I think it's a little bit harder maybe if you're, um, um, you know, not with a company like that, if, if the, the compliance isn't there, um, then you're you're counting on roadside inspections to see that. And so, um, you know, I think there are people that are still taking that chance of getting caught, unfortunately, out there.
0: Yeah, yeah. Hours of service violations and even false logs, 14, almost 15%. Uh, were put out of viola- uh, service for false logs, and um, that's I, I guess that's going to be one of the next big challenges for um, the industry, for FMCSA and for CVSA, I, w- I would imagine.
1: Yeah, you know, and, and just to be transparent here, you know, coming into this, we worked a lot with the uh, FMCSA here in Nebraska as well as the the state patrol here because they, they were concerned exactly about that so okay it, it's the next thing but of course um, the people look to uh, figure out how, uh, how how does that next thing work and how, how do I take advantage of it if I can and so you know they were talking with us we were looking at uh, our systems and say hey what do you do to determine um, what your drivers are doing and, and that they're not um, uh, violating the system or finding any ways to abuse it and so um, you know I know the enforcement folks uh, they have a little bit of a disadvantage is they don't work with these uh, logging devices day-to-day, and mm-hmm. so we, we've helped them with that, and so uh, I think, it again, it's a little bit of a joint effort here, and things we'll, we'll learn as we go, and certainly RoadCheck uh, showed something that we we have to learn from.
0: So uh, g- getting back to just close out here, uh, your customers uh, that and, and the markets uh, seem to be uh, moving out of the... Uh, out of the slump that we saw earlier this year. So things are um, looking, if not great, pretty good.
1: Yeah, I'd say we're looking solid. And I think, you know, there's still a lot of concern about uh, the, the, the tariffs with China. But our customers aren't as necessarily concerned. I think on, the, on, on it causing a, a significant slowdown. They're, they're looking at how does that adjust uh, their supply chain. So, for example, one of them was a, sells a lot of television sets, and they said, "Look, we get TVs from our three main countries are are Mexico, China, and Korea. If, if the tariff goes into place, I suspect we'll be getting more from Mexico and Korea because those will be the most economical sets. So they're more they're more looking at it than how will it change their supply chain." versus it having an impact on their consumer right now, because they do, again, as I mentioned, they feel the consumer's strong. Um, Employment's at, at high levels. Gas prices are low. Uh, People are feeling good in their mind. And so uh, they're just looking at how do we adjust the supply chain. So that will probably be a bigger challenge, not necessarily as much about how many loads are out there, but where are they coming from Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. and what sort of adjustments do we need to make.
0: Exactly. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Tim, as always, thanks for some uh, deep insight uh, into uh, trucking trends.
1: All right. Glad to be on.
0: Tim Ashoff, everybody, President, COO of Crete Carrier.